0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Serial Killers with Lauren. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm Morgan. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we have another serial killer for you, and this one, technically two serial killers. Ooh. The Hillside Stranglers, who are actually quite famous, but I really like their case. So, I decided we would do them today. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of them before. Or You've at least probably heard of them. Heard of them. But... I honestly, off the top of my head, I cannot tell you, except they probably strangle people on the hillside. Oh, really? Where'd you get that idea? I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so sit back and relax and listen to The Hillside Stranglers. Kenneth Bianchi was born May 22, 1951, in Rochester, New York, to a prostitute who gave him up for adoption two weeks after he was born. He was adopted at three months by Frances Scogliono and her husband, Nicholas Bianchi, in Rochester. His adoptive mother described him as being, quote, a compulsive liar who had risen from the cradle, disassembling, end quote. (laughs) That's all I can say. I mean... That's just a terrible thing to say about him, anyway. It but you know, really maybe is. he's a psychopath anyway. So, yeah. hmm. okay then. <laughs> he often worried her with his penchant like trance like dreams. Despite having above average intelligence, he was an underachiever who was quick to lose his temper. Of course, people with all the brains. He was diagnosed with petit mal seizures when he was five years old and passive aggressive disorder when he was ten. Hmm. After Nicholas's death. From pneumonia in 1964, Frances had begun to work. To, while her son attended high school, but they were very kind to him. They weren't like the like mean adoptive parents. They were very kind yes, to him. They did their best. Despite him uh, having his uh, issues, issues. So what were his dreams about. You know, like it was said that he would dream of killing people, disassembling oh. them, oh. cutting them up. Oh. Fun stuff like that. Yeah, that's definitely something that's not normal. After Bianchi graduated from Gage Chili Hill High School in 1971, and quickly he quickly married his high school sweetheart. People believe that their union was one to last, however. Yeah, high school sweetheart? High school sweetheart. He wants to chop up people? Okay. <laughs> okay, then. They divorced... They divorced me only eight months later. okay. I feel bad, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Reportedly, she left him without any reason, just dropped off, and nothing else. Good for her. That was the end. Good for her. She got out. Yeah. Get out quick, guys. Get out quick. As an adult, he dropped out of college after one semester and drifted through a series of menial jobs, finally ending up as a security guard at a jewelry store. We all know how this is going to turn out. This allowed him to constantly steal jewelry, uh, which he would give to girlfriends or prostitutes to win over their loyalty. Mm. However, due to his stealing, Bianchi would constantly move to not be caught by the police. Wow. Well, you know, stealing that jewelry, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he moved to Los Angeles in 1977, and he moved in with his older cousin, Angelo Buono, who was impressed by his cousin's, quote, fancy clothes, jewelry, and stories of getting any woman he wanted and, quote, putting them in place, end quote. Oh no. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. This okay, relationship CR. quickly yeah. evolved into both men beginning to steal, rape, and kill multiple women. They steal women? Oh, yes. Oh. I, that is very <laughs> intentional wording there, Morgan. Okay, I was like, wait, steel. can I yeah? Steal Okay then. You, you'll find out. But before we get into murders, let's talk about Angelo. Are you ready? Yes, I'm more ready for more serial killer. Uh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Good word there. So, Angelo was an ugly man physically, emotionally, and intellectually. Wait, wait, who's Angelo? His cousin. Oh, right. That he moved to Los I Angeles to move in. Yeah, oh, boy. Of course she did. He is coarse, vulgar, selfish, ignorant, and sadistic. He believed he would put women into their place by becoming more dominant over them, and he became... Very well known by the name he self-proclaimed as the Italian Stallion. Oh. I oh, like if I... Oh, if someone introduced themselves that way, i like... <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh. oh my goodness. You see, like it's no fun when serial killers are all about, ooh, I'm gonna hurt women and I need to dominate And I'm like serial killers are only fun I mean not serial killers (laughs) are fun, but they're only fun to hear about when they're not doing that stuff towards like I had a mix up. you know, like uh, it's just not it's just not fun (laughs) to hear about. (laughs) Oh, we're not even halfway close to deciding it's done. Oh wait, are they both the hillside stranglers? Yes, that's why oh. it's strangulers. Oh. Okay. They become a p- I was like, Ooh, pair. I thought there was one now and one like in the future. And no. I'm like, I see you are getting this legacy. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> okay, I get you now. He had been married several times and had a number of children, all of whom he abused, at least physically and sometimes sexually. Oh boy. He was born <laughs> in Rochester, New York on October fifth, nineteen thirty four. His parents divorced mm. at a young age and he went to live with his mother, Jenny. However, he never received a formal high level of education. He didn't go to school. Mm. His parents didn't care. His I mom. honestly feel such a relief hearing it's Rochester, New York. Because if it's <laughs> Rochester, Minnesota, I love Minnesota. We have family in Minnesota. We do. And I'm like, please don't let this be my Minnesota legacy. No, it's New York. Yeah. All the fair, New Yorkers fair. will be offended. They're crazy. <laughs> not new yorkers i mean the bad guys (laughs) (laughs) despite his need for sex and the practicality of occasionally being decent to a woman in order to get as much as he needed or wanted from her he had a deep loathing for women women as and a desire to humiliate and injure them this was caused by his mother who never paid attention to him never gave him love anything like that so he began to hate women yeah, I mean, you said he was, like, giving up at a young mm-hmm. age, and his a lot of resolve, unresolved anger towards his mother, who you mentioned was a prostitute, and his foster mom seemed okay. I mean, sure, she probably had her hands full, but you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, He was sent to Paso Robles School for Boys after he was convicted for a grand theft auto. His self-proclaimed... Honestly, grand ditch- theft auto is the dream. Mm, she's obsessed with like, baby driver. She loves that movie. It's annoying. I'm not, like, a Fast and Furious person, but... No, she's not. I do enjoy driving movies, guys. (laughs) He had a self-proclaimed hero and role model who was the notorious rapist Carol Chessman. I don't know who that is, but... Oh, do you want to talk about him? (laughs) I have a whole section about him if you want to hear about him. Just give me a brief overview of this dude. All right. He was a serial killer or serial rapist? Both. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So Angelo's role model, uh, the chessman serial killer, he would basically drive his car and follow women when he would. Still I don't know why long- I asked the leader this. Continue. <laughs> and <laughs> he was terrible. He would pose as a cop. Pull them over yeah. in a discreet area, he would go over, he would rape them, and then he would then uh, kill them with yes. a gun. Okay, okay. And Angelo, he was seen as very heroic and he had guts and brains, and he was oh so boy. smart. Oh and he yeah. aspired to be like Chessman. You know, you're like, I have a serial killer role model. Please chill. as much as i am obsessed with serial killers they will never be my role models <coughs> yeah um you should never ro- like have yeah, a role model no serial killer they, you shouldn't no unless you're a serial killer you're listening to this but you're probably not you're, so <laughs> yeah all right now we're gonna get into how now they would kill their victims following up again Following up again with Angelo, he, when he was released, he started to date again and ending up having six children with three different women by 1962. And uh, <laughs> okay, <then. laughs> he was described okay. as a cruel father, not allowing the children to call him dad and not financially supporting the mothers at all. Man, boy. Even though they would take him to court, he would not. Um, He raped, beat, and threatened to kill his wife when she did not please him with his extremely dark fantasies. Mm. We're not going to get into those. Yeah, let's get that part. They were soon divorced, and over over the next ten years, Angelo was married to two other women and treated them all the same. He believed he had to put women in their place and sexually domi- dominate them in every aspect of their yeah. lives. Which we've covered already. Mm. <laughs> yes, okay. All right, it's like a little weird. We sit here, and just, your little sister, just chatting with you about it. <laughs> can okay. yeah, uh... That's the whole point of it. Okay, so when Kenneth would arrived in Los Angeles, they quickly moved in together because Angelo was his only family out there, and he also looked up to Angelo just like Angelo looked up to Chessman, which is not a good thing at mm-hmm. all. And they decided that they had a great idea on how to fulfill their dark sexual fantasies they would pull basically a chessman they mm. would cruise around los angeles in bono's car and use fake badges to persuade girls that they were undercover cops <laughs> their victims were oh, women aged 12 to 28 from Oof. various walks of life they would then order the girls into their unmarked police car and drive them home to torture and murder them mm-hmm. with all of their sexual desires. Oh, yeah. Yes. Both men would sexually abuse their victims before strangling them. They experimented with other men- methods of killing, such as lethal injection, electric shock, and carbon monoxide poisoning. Oof. But they ended up just really strangling their victims yeah. as it was See, something they I liked. Out of all of it, I picked the carbon monoxide because <laughs> I think you just go to sleep with that. Yeah. You know, Well, lethal injection wouldn't hurt. I think it does hurt. I don't think it hurts. I, think it hurts. I, don't, I don't think it hurts. <laughs> what do you guys think? I don't think it hurts. Okay. <laughs> Even while committing the murders, Bianchi applied for a job within the Los Angeles Police Department and had even taken several rides with police officers while they were searching for the hillside strangular. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, they insert themselves into the investigation. Angelo doesn't know about him doing this, though. Oh, no. It reminds me of a different... uh... But yeah, it just seems like it's something that some serial killers are into, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, So, obviously, with their going around killing people, they were very short on money. Yeah, they don't have any time to, like, do a job are <laughs> really, like, killing like, So, Angelo mm, came up with up a brilliant idea to them. They would get girls to work for them as prostitutes, but not in the way you're thinking. So, Kenneth would charm the ladies and basically seduce them, and they would come to their house, and then once they were in the house, basically, they were forced to prostitute themselves to other men or be subjected to severe physical punishment. Yeah. Not good guys. No. It's not the way to make money. And obviously, the women didn't make anything, Yes. So, eventually, one of the women, Becky, eventually, one of the women happened to meet a lawyer, David Wood, who was appalled at their situation and um basically arranged to help them escape. Oh good. Both of their things. Good job, David. Once they had escaped and Angelo finally figured out what happened, he threatened David Wood. However No, not David. No, not David, he was so nice. However, he had one of his clients, a mountain of a man, quote unquote, call on Angelo to gently persuade him not to threaten <laughs> Wood anymore. So David's like, oh, you think he can tell this, money boy. <laughs> <laughs> so once they were gone, they didn't have any more money. They couldn't do it. They mm-hmm. missed payments on his Cadillac, which eventually repossessed, which was the car they would use to take the women. Mm-hmm. And so they had to find more girls. Impersonating police officers, once again, they try to adopt abduct one girl until they found out that she was Catherine Lohr, the daughter of actor Peter Lohr. Eventually, they found a young woman and installed her in one of the girl's old bedrooms, and then they would once again start to sell her, basically, to get more money for themselves. Mm -hmm. However, uh, Deborah would eventually be able to trick Angelo in October of 1977, and then they were able to break them out with her help, Yolanda, and they, uh, Deborah escaped. However, Yolanda was stuck, and they were so mad in the house, and they... As you know, Kenneth was becoming sort of a trainee of a police officer with the LAPD, However, Angelo did not know about this, and uh, when he found out, obviously he was very mad. He felt that Kenneth was using him and he was gonna turn him in Um, and he would be caught, and then eventually, like. It's always the wildest thing to me that, like, back in the day, people, just random people, would come up and be like, hey, I wanna hang out with you on this case. Yeah. And the cops are like, Sure, dude. Yeah. You can hang out with us. I'm like, this is the '70s and '80s. What is wrong in <laughs> the '60s? But like, he was literally sitting there while like, they're like, I don't know. We who can't find who with the strangler. We can't find him, Kenneth. It's mm. mm, not tough, me. Man. It's tough, Act. man. Tough. I get you, bro. <laughs> Let's go out to the bar and have some beers afterwards. I'm <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So, an argument ensued at one point during which Angelo threatened to kill Kenneth, and if he did not flee to Bellingham, Washington because he was like if you don't get out of here they're gonna catch us and then we're all gonna go to jail and so he did go to Bellingham in 1978 and on July on January sorry 11th 1979 Kenneth lured two female students into a house he was guarding where he was living up in Bellingham he um killed them obviously he would rape them and then he strangled them and uh, but without the help from Angelo he left so many clues that it was very easy for the police to track him because if you're in a partnership it's obviously very easier to like have double minds as weird as it is and so he was found and apprehended and a California driver's license basically Gave him away and then they found out that he was one of the stranglers and following his murder that he and angelo had killed many women and they eventually brought in angelo and this is where we are getting to their trial awesome finally finally they were caught and apprehended even though they were kind of (laughs) dumb trial. Kenneth pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, oh, okay. Um, claiming that another personality oh, whose no. name was Steve Walker had committed the crimes and that he convinced a few expert psychiatrists that he indeed suffered from multiple personality disorders. Mm-hmm. However, the investigators brought in their own psychiatrist and they were able to tell that he did not have multiple personality disorder. Um, yeah. <laughs> that he just had. created these aliases. He claimed that he had three or more personalities, one of them named Billy also. Eventually, they discovered that the name Stephen Walker came from a student whose identity Kenneth had previously attempted to steal from for the purpose of getting more money because they were out. That's so funny. And so, once they were able to refute his claims, he uh, eventually admitted that he had been faking mm-hmm. the entire time. As uh, he like was faking, everyone <laughs> we know he to acquire the leniency, he agreed to testify against Angelo. So family <laughs> against family. Wow. He just wanted less time, I guess. guess. Doing anything <laughs> he can. However, in Actually, giving his testimony, Kenneth made every effort to be as uncooperative and mean (laughs) and annoying during the entire thing, hoping to avoid being the ultimate cause of Angelo being convicted. So even though he was like, I will totally uh, give my testimony against my cousin, he basically tried to help him out until the very end. (laughs) Didn't really work, but it was very unsuccessful and angelo was convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment however um kenneth only got time in prison and in 1980 he began a relationship with another woman while he met in prison and during his trial he she testified for defense telling the jury a false vague tale about the crimes in an attempt to help kenneth out She tried to help Kenneth out, and he eventually gave her some smuggled semen from another man to make it seem... That's even worse. To to make it seem that a rape-slash-murder committed by the Hillside Strangler and that they had the wrong guy. (laughs) Was it Kenneth? Hey, buddy. I need some of the Sure. (laughs) Anything, buddy. No! (laughs) Like... Ew. However, they quickly were they able to refute you know. this They'd be like, claim. um, this is from your buddy in jail, him. He's been in the no, police, please, please, This has been, this like, this is from your buddy, who's in jail, who's been there for the past 15 <laughs> years. Dun, dun, like, <laughs> ew. And so it was later then found out that this Veronica also was convicted in prison for attempting to strangle a woman she had lured to a tell in an attempt to have authorities... Bl- Believe that that was the woman that the hillside strangler would, had murdered, and it was not Kenneth. Okay, that's that's a really bad plan. And also, when you said semen, my mind immediately went to so she can have his baby. And I was like, oh, what? The? Trust me, when I did but, my research, um, me too. Yeah, that was just terrible. That was just a terrible plan to get out. They <laughs> both went to jail. So Kenneth is currently still serving his sentence. He is. Mm. At Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> he was denied parole on Wednesday, August eighteenth, two thousand ten. Oh good. Um he will be eligible to apply for parole again in twenty twenty five. How old will he be? That, that's you be an old man. He was born he in fifty one. Yes. He will be an yeah. old man. But, but yeah. still, I don't want him out on the street. now What about Angela? Is he still alive? He, he has a life. In, yes. He's uh, still alive and he has a uh, life sentence. Are they sentence. in prison? No. Oh, they are okay. not. Angela so is down in California. When do you know they're still alive? Exactly. Like, I wanted to do one more recent one. The last two, they're both
1: yeah, dead. Yeah, pretty old.
0: But these guys are still alive. They're still kicking. They're still like having their little let's have some, um, no thank you anyway <laughs> and next i will be reading the victims names as i did last time here are the list of names here are the list of names of the victims of the hillside Stranglers: yolando washington judith ann miller Lisa Casting, Jane Keen, Dolores Cepeda, Sonja Johnson, Kristen Fleckler. Lauren Wagner, Kimberly Martin, Cindy Lee Hudspeth, Karen Mandick, Diane Wilder. Okay, guys, that's it for this episode. I thanks hope you enjoyed so it. Yeah, thanks for coming, and I hope to see you again next week. What's up next week, Lauren? Do you know? I don't know yet. It's I still haven't May. decided. Let's so have a good week, everyone.